Welcome everybody on this early Monday morning. I hope it is as sunny and bright and beautiful wherever you are as it is here. Um, I have just enjoyed several days of a little bit weird in my life. Uh, so all of my children have been very busy this summer and I found myself the last three days with no kids and no husband. And I gotta say, I kind of enjoyed myself. Um, there's something to be said for coming home from a day's of work and knowing that there's food in the fridge, uh, knowing that there's not going to be extra laundry, right? However, uh, it's so good to have all of my people back home, and I'm looking forward to this week of, of enjoying some time with them. So. All right, so welcome to the Monday Morning Confident Coaches Call. So this call is designed for people who are in a coaching position. So that means they are helping others to grow and change, uh, which may include a coaching position and title, right? Or it could be for those leaders who are wanting to use more empowerment uh, leadership principles, okay? So the topic for today was supposed to be on the physiology of fear. So what happens in the brain and the body when fear shows up? I, unfortunately, I did not check my schedule well enough. And next week, I'm going to be doing an all-day training um, out of state. And so uh, I will not be able to do part two. So I decided that I was going to go ahead and we're going to put off the physiology of fear to another time when we can do it justice. Um, I'm still working on getting us a guest host for next Monday. So all that to say, we may or may not have the live call on Monday. Okay. So go ahead and keep plugged into social media. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and we'll do an announcement that says whether we're having the call or not. Okay. All right, so this week though, and, and this is part of the reason for the change as well. So this week I've had several coaching clients and at least six questions from people through uh, Facebook, through text messaging, and also through emails asking about confusion, okay? And so I really want to address this topic of confusion. As I was thinking about what to share with, with people today, I thought, well, this is perfect. I'll just answer everybody's questions here. And it also does have that uh, relation to what we've been talking about lately as far as fear, okay? Confusion um, is really its own kind of animal, its own beast. So today I'm going to share with you what it actually is, why it shows up, and how to help not only you, but your, your coaching clients get past it. Okay? All right, so first of all, being stuck stinks, right? I mean, think about that. Being stuck in anything stinks. Um, if you're stuck in traffic, that stinks, right? If you are stuck on, let's say you have a weight loss goal and you're, you've plateaued and you're, you've been there for like two weeks, that stinks, right? What about if you have been in the same job forever and you want to grow, you want to get to that next level, but you just can't, right? Being stuck stinks. And confusion is honestly um, a signal that you're stuck. 
Okay, confusion is a signal that you're stuck in your thinking somewhere. All right, so instead of, you know, trying to maybe rescue our coaching clients and help them out of this place of being stuck, or maybe they come to you and they're like, oh man, you know, I, I have no idea why this, this, and this is happening. Um, recognize it for what it is that you're stuck in the moment and that there are ways that you can get unstuck. Because ultimately what we want is called flow, okay? We want to make sure that our coaching clients are flowing and growing, okay? Anytime you meet resistance or um, maybe they come in for a session and you're, you're talking about this change that they've said, hey, I'm going to do this for homework this week, and they come in and you're like, hey, how'd the homework go? And they said, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it, okay? All right, so now we don't have flow. We've backed up somewhere. So we want to know what got us stuck and how can we move forward. So it's not even really about the action plan or the steps that they're taking because honestly they can take any step towards their goal. The main important thing that you're looking for is flow, continuous flow. Does that make sense? Okay, so sometimes my clients are ignorant to being stuck. And let me just clarify that this is also true of me. This is true of human beings. It's hard to tell sometimes when you're stuck. Um, I saw somebody post this video on Facebook uh, this week. It was this dog who seemed to be in a, uh, a kennel, and he was fighting uh, against the cage that he was in. He had a, a bowl of food right outside the, the cage door. And so the, the cameras, you know, focused on him, shows us the bowl of food, shows us him fighting the cage. And then all of a sudden, the camera pans to the side and shows the open door in the cage. And then it comes back and it shows the dog fighting the cage. And it does this several times. And, and you get this sense of like, huh, well, he could really solve that problem very easily, couldn't he? Just walk out the door. But you see, when you're in the situation, especially when there's a, a storm of emotions that are kind of attached to, to whatever you're working on, it's really hard to see that there's an open door there. And that's when confusion and this stuckness comes in. And so as a, as a person who's helping somebody else change, it's our job to show them, first of all, acknowledge, hey, I get it. This fight that you're in right now, yeah, this is a hard fight. I can tell you were really working hard. Like if I were coaching that dog, I'd say, man, you are really working hard. Yeah, you are. You're being persistent. And may I give you a suggestion? <laughs> so I, I literally just had a conversation with somebody this past weekend, and it was kind of that same thing. We were talking about some big ideas as far as um, some spiritual and intellectual ideas, right? And it was funny because we were in this group-type atmosphere. And I'd say out of the dozen people that were in this group, 11 of them were like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing, and immediately started to take it and run with it, right? So I'm now going to create an action plan of how I'm going to take what I just learned and make the world a better place because of it, right? And, of course, I'm like, yes, awesome, that's what I want. And then there was one 
who immediately said, these are all of the things I disagree with and you're crazy. And so in that moment, I had to go, huh, she doesn't see the open door. Okay. So I had to gently show compassion. Now, she never did get to the point where the other ones were able, you know, to take it and run with it. I'm hoping that it was enough to make her struggle a little bit. And I was also forcing her into a position of confusion. When you are confused, there's this innate sense of, I don't want to be confused, right? I want to understand. You have a choice. Are you going to go forward into that understanding or are you going to give up and, and say, nope, this is what I want, right? Well, if you're a person that wants to grow, there's really only one choice. Eventually, you're going to have to make that choice to go forward, okay? I'm hoping that, that that person can do that. We'll see. So um, this really showed up, and I, I have a coaching client uh, named Rebecca. She, uh, um, she, hi, Rebecca. I know you're listening. Uh, she allowed me to share this story. So when she came to me, we were talking about um, increasing her production at work. I won't tell you what she does. You may know her if I tell you that. But um, basically, the long end of it was that she is a team leader for a rather large team, and she was struggling with some of these, um, I guess, soft skills, uh, the social-emotional, um, how do you support people on your team, right? And as we were going through, it became, became very apparent that she was extra stressed, okay? When the brain is stressed, you... Uh, increase the stress hormones, which means, to put a long, long scientific story short, you cannot be as creative or solve problems, especially when it comes to working with people. So as we were trying to identify the sources of her stress, um, she immediately, because this is what, what human beings do, we go towards our outside circumstances, right? So thinking about all the, you know, the paperwork that you've got to do, the, the production that, that you've got to hit, the metrics that you're supposed to meet, right? And I said, okay, stop. <laughs> because those things may or may not be a continual source of stress for you. How many of you, you have some sort of uh, a metric or accountability measure that you have to meet in your job that you have absolutely no control over? Yeah, I would say a good majority of you, right? So for her, we really had to go back and say, what are some internal sources of stress that we have control over? So again, this is the same thing. If you think about that video of that dog, the outside circumstances are, is the dog fighting against the cage, right? Looking at the inward circumstances is the open door. So what we determined with her through, through a, a long course uh, of conversations is that she was struggling with unforgiveness. Um, a lot of unforgiveness related to her former bosses. Um, uh, uh, one of her, what used to be coworkers who did not treat her with respect, and there was unforgiveness in a failed marriage. And this was causing a huge amount of stress for her. 
So what we did was we walked through that together, and she worked on this forgiveness. Now, that's a whole other call, and I think I may have had a podcast on that, um, so check it out if you want more information on that. But the point of this story is once we started working on that unforgiveness inside of her, and I mean, because she was doing this deep internal work, she really wasn't focusing on some of those other what we thought were her goals, right? So working within her team, that kind of thing. Well, guess what happened? Yeah, well, when she was at work, she was a much different person, right? She was lighter. She, she was able to be creative and solve problems. She was able to, you know, work with people in a, in a much more positive, intentional way. And so every metric, every goal she was searching for in this coaching uh, relationship was met. You, you see that? I really need you to see that. Because a lot of people think, you know, in this performance um, kind of culture, that it's all about those outside circumstances. And what I'm telling you is it has nothing to do with anything outside of you. Your goals have nothing to do with your outside circumstances and everything to do with who you are and who you are becoming. Okay. Now, I say uh, this about myself as well. So when you think about this whole unconscious uh, incompetent. You don't know what you don't know, right? At the, at the end phase of this part in the learning cycle, so the first part is that you don't know what you don't know, and the second part is you now know what you don't know, right? You've become aware that you don't know something. So at the end of the first phase, you begin to start to have confusion, okay? Because you don't know. Confusion is a good thing. That means you are becoming more aware. Okay, one of, the, one of my favorite quotes is by Carl Jung, and he says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. I'm going to say that again. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So those things that you think are just outside of your control, actually everything is within your control. Okay, You just may not be aware of it. All right, think about it this way. Um, have you ever been walking and maybe you got a small stone in your shoe or some other tiny annoyance that you simply ignored or you let it remain there without removing it? Right? So you're taking a walk, you got that little stone in there, and you're like, oh, it's no big deal. Right? Well, that's what's uh, happening when you're ignoring this inner awareness. Okay? You keep walking, knowing you need to stop and give that attention, right? But you don't. So in your voice, you have two voices kind of going at each other or in your head. One voice says something like, um, hey, something is wrong. We should probably stop. And the other one is saying, hey, I have somewhere to be. I'll deal with it later, right? However, when you listen to your inner awareness, you're prompted to remove the pebble, right, to take care of the problem. And when you do, the conversations in your head or your inner thoughts begin to shift away from the pebble or the issue 
And it allows your awareness to shift because you are no longer consumed with this nagging issue. Okay, you then free your mind to notice the beauty of your surroundings, stepping into the full presence of all there is for you and enjoy your journey. So what we're talking about is increasing your inner awareness. So again, finding that open door so that you can see, number one, what is the real issue? And I probably should stop and take care of it, right? So like with my coaching client, the real issue wasn't her production at work. The real issue was her unforgiveness, okay? Um, so let me give you the definition of confusion. Confusion is a lack of un understanding and uncertainty. It's the state of being bewildered or unclear in one's mind about something. Okay, so you're, you, you don't understand, you're uncertain, and you're unclear. Okay, so it's basically, it's an unknown, right? It's a lack of knowledge about what's going to happen in the future. You are uncertain. Okay, so I want to share a quote with you. This is a quote that is, is so important to me that in the last week or so, Every single day, I've taken time to write it out completely. It's a little bit long, and I'll tell you a little bit about it afterwards. You don't have to write it down. Actually, if you're able to, I would highly suggest, um, if you're able and it's safe, so if you're not driving, uh, go ahead and just sit back and listen as I read this, okay? I, it is very enlightening. Now, you may or may not agree or understand, and that is just fine, but let me just read it, okay? All of this exists in and is produced by our belief. And we, when we come to examine the grounds of this belief, we shall find that it rests upon an entire misapprehension of the nature of our own power. If we clearly realize that the creative power in ourselves is unlimited, then there is no reason for limiting the extent to which we, we may enjoy what we can create by means of it. Where we are drawing from the infinite, we never need be afraid of taking more than our share. That is not where the danger lies. The danger is in not sufficiently realizing our own richness and in looking upon the externalized products of our creative power as being the true riches instead of the creative power of itself. And that's a Thomas Troward quote. So let me break down a couple thoughts here. So first of all, the, he says, the danger is in not sufficiently realizing our own richness. So we as people typically don't tend to think of ourselves well. There's a, an Eric Hoffer quote that says, you know, we, we don't think of ourselves well except in rare occasions. That's why we need people in our life to kind of tell us that, right? And then I love this. The danger is really in looking upon the externalized products of our creative power. So he's talking about your results as being the true riches instead of the creative power it's of spirit itself. So when we look at our outside circumstances and say, wow, look how awesome I am right? Instead of looking at us as being that creative individual, there's danger there. 
So confusion comes when we are looking at those results and say, okay, this is, you know, it becomes a part of our identity, right? We have to always remember that we are creative individuals. So we are creating our life right now by default or design. Think about that. Whatever happens in your day today is going to happen by default, so a habit, a pattern, right, or by design. So you intentionally choosing to go do something. So for example, maybe I have um, six meetings today, right? And maybe I didn't necessarily get to design that I'm going to have those six meetings. So technically they could be by default, right? I could go into each one of those meetings and just be, be a zombie, right? Or I could say, you know what, I'm going into these meetings, how do I wanna intentionally act today? Okay, so what, what I'm trying to get at is that it, you might say, Michelle, yeah, I don't really understand what you just said, and that sounds a little hokey to me. So let me give you some practical tips. We need to help our clients understand that we can take charge of our future, okay? We get to decide what do you want. In any and every situation, you get to decide what do you want. So. Confusion comes when you have no goal. You have no place to shoot for, okay? So I would always start there. If a, if a client or a person I'm helping is, is confused, and say, well, what do you want? What do you want out of this, right? Um, it, it's not uncommon for, for my two daughters to come home from school and tell me this long, drawn-out, emotional story of something that happened, right? And, and that's, that's fine. And I listen, and then I say, you know, what do you want to come out of all that? Now, sometimes they're like, oh, nothing. Okay, you just needed to share. But other times they needed me to ask that question so they can make a change. Okay, confusion comes when you don't know what the goal is. Okay, now maybe you have a goal, and you're working towards that goal, and you've been working with your client, and it's been four, five, six weeks. You're like, yes, this is going great. And then, uh, then they get stuck and they come in and for whatever reason they're like oh i i don't understand what's happening and and they're confused okay one of two things has happened number one they have forgotten the goal that's an easy one you can help them remember or number two they can't see the path to the goal so that can be either because the path is too long, so perhaps you need to break up their goal into smaller bits, or because they haven't spent time really thinking about what it's going to take to get to that goal. Okay, so this is where I will use with my clients um, the power of imagination or visualization, right? So really thinking through, you know, here, here's your plan, like what, what's the, the first step, the second step, and we might even draw it out on a whiteboard, right? Sometimes I'll have them imagine the path to their goal, and I will even have them put in their path hurdles. And I'll say, okay, label the hurdles for me. What, what does that mean to you? What are the things that are going to get in your way? It's really important that they see that so that they can, number one, address it and make a plan, 
And sometimes I found out that when we do that exercise, that their goal is way too far from them. They, we got to back it up a little. So maybe our, our first goal is going to be that first hurdle as opposed to, you know, the, the full race. Um, other times I've found that um, as they're labeling the hurdles, they almost do this instinctually where they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's a baby hurdle. That's no big deal. And so they're, they're telling themselves how to be motivated to get to their goal. Does that make sense? Um, in the, the last tip, honestly, when, when confusion comes in, I always want to know whose voice are you listening to? So what books have you read? What are you listening to on the radio? What are you watching on TV? What are your friends and family saying? Because most times I find that when a coaching client comes in, um, maybe their goal is to go back to school and they're working on that process and, and they're doing well and they come in and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I can't do this. And you said, okay, all right. You might go through the, you know, the visualization. You might go through what do you really want, right? And the one thing that might be holding them back is the voices telling them that they shouldn't do it. Or I, I remember as an administrator, I always used to think about how dangerous conferences are. <laughs> it's dangerous to send my people away to a conference because maybe we were working on a goal and they were gung-ho for it. And then they went to a conference and they heard a speaker talk about something that was pretty much the opposite of what we were working on. And then they came back and they're like, oh, yeah, we should do this and this, and this person says we should do this. And I thought, oh, this is not helpful. Okay? Or sometimes I've had a coaching client come on and say, you know, Michelle, I was reading this book. And they said, okay, tell me all about it. And they said, I really think we should do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, okay, well, let's bring that back, talk about how does that relate to your goal. And then as they talk it through and they realize, ooh, this actually is not going to be that helpful for me, then they can make their own decision about that, okay? Now, I've also had it where a client has come on and said, you know, I was reading this book and I think that this is going to be really helpful for me. And I say, okay, how does that relate to your goal? And they're able to tell me exactly how, and it's actually added value to them. So I'm not saying that, that they can't be listening to other voices, but confusion sometimes comes in when those voices are not aligned or harmonized with the goal that you, you say you want. Okay? So the tips are, first of all, what do you want? And being very clear about what it is that you want. Okay? And then if confusion comes after that, it's because you've forgotten the goal or you can't see the path. So then you can visualize and say, okay, what's going to get in my way? What do I need to know? And then think about whose voice are you listening to? All right? So this week, for your homework, first of all, we're going to start with you. So I know, I know, I know, I can already hear you. There's somebody on this line. I'm actually looking at your name right now. I know who you are. You're going to say, oh, Michelle, I've got to go use this with my clients. I've got to go use this with my people. Yes, and I want you to. However, I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot use this with any of your people until next week. Okay? This week is just about you. So I want you to go through and figure out where in your life are you stuck. Okay? And it can be any area of life. 
So it can be something spiritual, intellectual, physical. It can be personal. It can be professional. I don't care what it is. Where in your life are you stuck? And is it because you don't know what a goal is? You know, so a, a dear friend of mine, she she's amazing um, in the personal growth field, and she has no goals for financial health. And so when we were talking about this, she's like, oh, my gosh, I, I got to figure out what I want there. Because she was having a lot of confusion around finances. And so now she's on this path to figure out what is it that, that she wants in the financial area, right? So where are you stuck? Um, go ahead and use one of uh, the tips that I shared here. And remember, try this before you use this with your people, okay? All right, so next week, I have no idea. <laughs> like I told you, I'm working on getting us a guest host. Um, and if we should have a guest host on next week, then, then they will, of course, pick their own topic. Um, go ahead and watch for social media. Jump on our Facebook page at Grow by One, um, Instagram at Grow by One, and then uh, LinkedIn at Michelle Burkhard. Uh, we'll post a, a reminder on there. And if we don't have a call, please, please, please get connected with the podcast if you haven't done so already. We can be found anywhere where podcasts are, and our title is Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. There's excellent resources on there. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to pick out something that will help fill you in the meantime, all right? Okay, I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, amazingly aware, persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing week, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.